Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 18th of January. Good to have you aboard. Today's a very, very special day. Your favorite little radio host, your two-time champion broadcaster, is having a birthday today, 42 years old. Your two-time champion broadcaster is today. Appreciate all the folks who have reached out. If you're listening right now in the future, it's very likely still my birthday. So again, I appreciate everybody who's been reaching out today. Uh, thanks so much. Not doing anything special tonight. Going out on Friday night. Going Friday night to the Dania Improv to see my favorite comedian going with some friends. Go see Brian Callen 
at the Dandy Empire. He's my favorite. So we've seen him. I've seen him two or three times. Um, but he's here, Dania Improv, this Friday night. Really looking forward to that. So we're going to go out. We're going to celebrate my birthday. Big birthday weekend, the Zaslow Mansion household. My son turns 14 this weekend. So this is a fun week. So I- I'm in a good mood overall. Uh, and-, and by the way, of course, Zaslow Show 2.0. Everything Zaslow Show 2.0 always brought to us by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. If you're dealing with an injury from an accident, 800-747-FREE. My guys over there, Glenn Levine, Mark Anajar, Ellie Anajar, they will make sure that you get taken care of, you get the money that you deserve. 800-747-FREE, that's 800-747-3733. And, uh, you know, none of this right here, seriously, none of this is possible without those guys believing in me from the get-go. So uh, I'm super appreciative, and I owe those guys a lot. So Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3733. I'm in a pretty good mood today. Except for the fact that, uh, you know, I've been bummed out a little bit this morning where, man, the the wrestling world is very sad today. You know, there's there's a couple of news and notes that are not fun about pro wrestling. Kevin Nash, uh, Big Daddy Cool Diesel has been in the news, the news cycle uh, as far as the pro wrestling media the last, like, 24 hours. He does a podcast, and he's talking about killing himself on the podcast. He's talking about putting a gun in his mouth. And, and his, his son passed away a few months ago, who he was very close with. And, and he's obviously, predictably, having a very difficult time with that. And so, he comments that he made on his podcast yesterday, he's now, you know, got everybody on high alert. And it's it's heartbreaking what he's saying there. You could see he's hurting, and it's very very sad. So that bums me out. And also, late last night, got news that uh, the Briscoe brothers, who are an all time great pro wrestling tag team, they they wrestle for Ring of Honor, and uh, one of the Briscoe brothers, Jay, not not his real name, but one of the Briscoe brothers, Jay, was in a car accident with his family yesterday, and he died. And I don't, you know, the details are sketch. And, uh, but apparently, you know, one of his daughters may have been hurt also. I think the wife sent out a message that the daughter is heading into an emergency surgery. But Jay Briscoe, one of the all-time great tag teams, the Briscoe brothers, he dies in a car accident yesterday with family on board. Again, details about other family members are sketch, but really lousy morning slash night last night. In the pro wrestling world, I don't know a ton about the Briscoe brothers, but I do know they were beloved, like hardcore, you know, and just everyone has such nice things to say about them. So really, really sad day. It bums me out about the about both of those things really bums me out. So by the way, so coming up today, we're going to talk to Steve Macklin from Impact Wrestling, and and he's going to join us later on in the show. I. He's not going to be asked about the passing of Jay Briscoe, although I'm sure he would have a lot to say about it. I'm not going to ask him about the passing of Jay Briscoe because I taped the interview yesterday. So I want to, you know, full disclosure there. I don't want you to hear Steve Macklin on the show, Impact Wrestling. They're, they're in Kissimmee, actually, this weekend, right up the road. I don't want you to think, wow, Zazzle, how can you not ask about Jay Briscoe? That's how come. Because I, I taped with Steve Macklin before, before the accident. So... 
Just want to put that out there. Hey, Nick Costos is going to join us. He'll lighten the mood, our pal Nick Costos. If you're a Zaslow Show listener, you know Nick Costos used to join us every week for the last like two or three years. He will make his Zaslow Show 2.0 debut coming up in a few minutes. We're going to get him on soon. We're going to talk NFL Divisional Weekend. We're going to get the big plays. We're going to get the hot plays from our pal Nick Costos there. So he'll let us know as far as what's going on with the division, uh, divisional playoffs. So I'm, I'm sorry to get it off on a, on a bummer of a note. You know, I kind of felt like I started off with a good note because it is your boy's birthday today. And and then, I, you know, it's a bummer because you got just lousy news and you got a death as far as a pro wrestler. <coughs> Excuse me. But I, I just had to get that out of the way. I had to get that off my chest. I, I finished last night. Before we get, I want to start off with the Panthers, actually. Panthers yesterday, uh, crushing loss, man, in Toronto. Before I want to get to that. I finished last night, so I was bummed about the Panthers' loss, and I'm like, "All right, let's let's watch let's watch Blackbird." So you know, I've been watching this Blackbird. It's six episodes, miniseries based on a true story. Apple TV. Again, I forget who recommended it to me, but man, shout out because you know I love prison movies or TV shows, and I, I finished Blackbird last night. I loved it. So if you haven't heard me talking about Blackbird for the last few days. It stars Taron Egerton, who is terrific, and Paul Walter Hauser, who just won a Golden Globe, and a, like a an incredible performance from now the late Ray Liotta, who I believe died during the filming of this, and he was, uh, you know, I feel like Ray Liotta died too too young, although he wasn't a young man, but I feel like Ray Liotta died too young. What a performance to go out on. That's that's a good final performance from Ray Liotta. He was sensational in this show. Not a huge role, but played an important role. And he was great. Anyway, you know, the show I told you, the show is about uh, uh, Taron Egerton plays this Jimmy Keen, who is a uh, it's a true story, who is, you know, popular guy, athletic, good-looking bachelor, and he uh, he's a drug and a gun runner. And he gets pinched. He has to go to prison for 10 years, and they they make him a deal. <laughs> Excuse me. Once he's in prison for, for a little bit, they then come, the FBI comes and makes him a deal that they want to transfer him to another prison, which is like hell on earth. This is the worst kind of prison. They want to transfer him to that prison, and he, he needs to cozy up to this guy who is a convicted pedophile slash uh, uh, serial killer who might be getting out on a technicality, might be able to get out based on his appeal. They want him to cozy up to him and get a confession and find out where all the bodies are buried so that they can nail him and make sure he never gets out of prison. That's the show. And no spoilers, I won't give you anything. I finished it last night. Uh, loved it. Just, uh, just a fantastic show. And I will tell you, this is a weird thing, okay, for me. I don't know if anyone else feels this way. By the way, you can always hit me up at Zaslow Show and uh, on Twitter, which, by the way, for Twitter, because this, this, this piece of shit Elon Musk has canceled the third-party apps like, like TweetBot, I found this new Twitter application, third-party app called Phoenix. I wonder if anyone has used it. Because I started using it this morning because I can't, I can't use the native Twitter app. It's, it's, it's god-awful. But this Phoenix is pretty good, so I started using that this morning. Anyway, it's Elon Musk. Big F you. Right there for you. I hate you. I hate your guts. So anyway, what was I saying? 
So you can tweet to me at Zaslow Show, or you can get at me on, on Instagram, or um, I'm obviously an influencer at Zaslow J. But I, I love I love interacting with you guys. Anyway, so yeah, th- this Blackbird fantastic move, uh, fantastic show. Cannot recommend it enough. All right, so you go back and you watch that if you like the prison movies. But here's a weird thing for me: Does anyone else? Does this happen to anybody else? When you're watching a story like that, and you're dealing with, I mean, I mean, this is a a, a serial killer who is who is raped and murdered little girls, teenagers, but little girls, you know, and it, it's it's like it's it's awful. Does this happen to anyone else? Where you know at the end of a movie or a series where it's a true story, I always like where they tell you where the characters are today, what they're doing today, like the you know they they put the the text on the screen, they tell you so and so is doing this now, so and so is doing this. I always like when they give you, like, the follow-up. But then at the end of this series, they show you they show you a picture of what the real Jimmy Keen, the, the guy who was the drug and gun runner who ended up, you know, going to the other prison to try and get this confession out of the serial killer. They show a picture of what the real guy looked like. Okay, cool. And then they show a picture of what the, convi- of what the serial killer and murderer, the child killer, look like, who, by the way, looks exactly like Paul Walter Hauser in the show. They did such a good job of, they look so much alike, but they show the picture of the real guy. Does this happen to anybody else where they then show that? And, and I, I get really creeped out. It, 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 like, it makes me upset when I see the picture of the real people, because I know they're telling you it's a true story, it's based on a true story, but it becomes, like, really real when they show the picture. You know what I'm saying? It really creeps me out when you see what the real person looks like, and especially when the real person is still alive. Like, he's still in prison, this guy. Uh, it, it's, which I guess I kind of gave a little bit of a spoiler there, but wh- Whatever. Go back, go watch the show. That creeps me. Does that creep anyone else out? When, when you see the real people and like the bad people and you, sh- it, it, it's, oh my God, that's a real person. That's really him. That's what he looks like. He exists. He's still alive today. That weirds me out, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's only me. So anyway, uh, the Panthers last night, let's get to the Panthers. So the Panthers last night, they lose 5-4 in Toronto. Another blown third period lead. The Panthers were up 4-2. Overall, I thought the Panthers played great. They were up 4-2 late in the third period. You got a power play. One of, I think, was seven or eight power plays on the night for the Maple Leafs. We'll get to that in a second. So many penalties. Very physical game. Panthers were up to the task. They're up 4-2. Power play again for Toronto late in the second. Now, Toronto's awesome. One of the best teams in the league. And they score with like 1.9 seconds left in the period. That, that's a killer. So 4-3 now, Panthers, going into, the, going into the third period. You got goals from Verhage, Mahura, uh, Lundell, shorthanded, Barkov. And the Leafs tie it like midway through, maybe like eight, nine minutes left in the game. The Leafs would tie it. You saw it coming a mile away. Bobrovsky was actually excellent yesterday. So it's 4-4. They blow another third period lead. Go to overtime. Panthers, they can't get anything going in overtime. And the Leafs wind up winning. So the Panthers get a point. You felt like you should have had two. Heartbreaking loss. 
and aggravating because, again, it's another... It's not like the Panthers came back in the third period to tie it and then lost in overtime. Panthers were up two goals. They blew another two-goal lead, and, and, and they wind up coming away with just a point in Toronto. Now, in the last eight games, I think the Panthers are 5-2-1 and one in their last eight games. Tomorrow, they're at Montreal. Montreal sucks, so you got a chance here to continue a really good stretch. They've been playing their best hockey of the season, but man, that was a frustrating game last night with all the penalties, and so... Give this, this adds a little bit of context. Panthers coach Paul Maurice, the murderer of fun, you may know him as. Paul Maurice has a long history with one of these referees from the game last night. Matter of fact, either last year or a couple years ago, Paul Maurice got thrown out of a game when he was the coach of Winnipeg by this referee. And you never see coaches get thrown out of hockey games. Never happens. So rare. There were so many penalties last night. Super questionable calls, especially two on Radko Gudis. One of them on Gudis, he got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. He was angry that they did not call a penalty on Toronto. Gudis came in to defend his guy. Didn't do much. Then must have said something to the official. He gets unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. They scored a goal there. Then later on in the game, Gudis does nothing wrong. Totally clear back check. Gets called for charging. I haven't seen a charging call all year. Gets called for charging, and they score on that one as well. So, power play goals galore for Toronto. Two of them there on Gudis, uh, with Gudis in the box. Both super questionable calls. And by the way, Gudis played a fantastic game last night. I love the butcher. Gudis played a great game last night. Anton Lundell played a great game last night. Sam Bennett played a great game last night. Sergei Bobrovsky, despite giving up five goals, played a great game last night. And the officials, so and, and look, Good for goal, you know, Moeller's a little bit more diplomatic, and that broadcast, you know I love that broadcast, all right? Moeller's a little bit more diplomatic, which you almost find to be surprising as a former player, but Moeller's, you know, he, he he's, not that he's not, he's very fair, but he's more diplomatic. Goldie has no problem calling out the referees. Goldie really, I mean, he really wears his heart on his sleeve, and... And Goldie, I mean, Goldie was apoplectic several times in the game last night. The officiating was brutal. But then we learn after the game, Paul Maurice, the murderer of fun, he he has a history with one of these officials. You know what? Proud of our guys here tonight. Like, they flew us out to the West Coast, flew us back, flew us home, flew us up here and back to back us, and then they threw those two guys at us. I thought we hung in there pretty good. I'm proud of our group. Some tough calls against mm-hmm. your team. Some tough calls, some challenging calls against your team. Yeah. Well, there'll always be penalties that you take in your game you earn. There's a whole bunch you're not going to like at all. I thought we had the inordinate share of those. Um, hard to describe the call. Usually, at least they have enough there to argue. Come over and say, "Yeah, the stick got up," or the Radko Gudis hits as clean a hit as you can level stick on stick, body on body. Not a charge. They're both going in the same direction. No problem with the guy going to the net at all. That's hockey. But that's there's. I don't. I don't know what the hell those guys were doing tonight. But it wasn't uh, Florida Panther friendly. As a close, the, what's your message in a game like that? So many penalties in the first two periods, and then the whistles seem to go away. No. What's your advice to your players? No, I just explained to them. It had nothing to do with my players. It had to do with me and a relationship that I have with one of the referees. That's what that was all about. So just go out, keep your mouth shut, and play the game. All right. So a, a couple things there. Uh, 
I like what the murder of fun there Paul Maurice is doing where, you know, he's totally sticking up for his guys. You like that. That plays well in the dressing room. He's sticking up for his guys there. He's also, he's going to get fined. I mean, he is saying that the officials uh, have a problem with him and that's why they were getting those calls. So he's absolutely going to get fined, but you like that. He knows that he's doing it on purpose. I didn't like the beginning. It sounded like it was Katie Engelson from Bowie Sports who was asking him about the game. And he's talking about just, you know, it's been difficult recently with the scheduling and, you know, players being out. I, I don't want to hear excuses. Like, I, I hate I hate the excuses. And I, I will tell you, it sounded like he was trying to say it in the context of that he's proud of his guys because we've had a really tough travel schedule. We've been out west. We we're in Vegas. Then we're back home for one. Then we're back up north. We're doing these Canadian games. And so I, I think he was trying to give his guys credit and talk about how hard they've been working. But... It, it, it comes off sounding like excuses, and I don't think the Panther fan wants to hear that. But that aside, yeah, he, he's he's going to get fined. He's saying the officials had it out for him. And and these calls, like he mentioned the Gudis charging call there. Right? There was a hooking call on Lomberg, and Molder was even He's like, that's a textbook play. Like, there's nothing wrong there with what Lomberg is doing. Uh, the officiating was very rough. And then he had nothing in the third period. Like, if you're going to call the game that way, you got to call the game that way. We don't call it that way for 40 minutes, so we got nothing in the final 20 minutes. And I think the power plays were 7-3. to three. Ah, it was... I mean, the officials either had no control of the game, or they did have it out for Paul Maurice. I, I don't know the answer to it. But at least you, you got some context there. Paul Maurice thinks they, they had it out for him. And that's what was going on there. Which is frustrating. Because the Panthers, and Goldie mentioned this throughout the game, you know, the Panthers are in a stretch here where... And, and this is also why... The NHL regular season is so good. It's so much better than the NBA regular season. The NBA regular season, the NBA player, you know, loves two things more than anything else. They love to complain, and they love to not play. They never play these guys. And the games don't feel like they mean anything. But in hockey, and especially a team like the Panthers, who are are now, they're three points back. They got a point last night. They're three points back of the final playoff spot. Every game feels big. So a game, and we're only in the middle of the season. The Panthers have another... 36 games left. They all have meaning. They all feel big. And especially a game last night against a team like Toronto was awesome. And the Panthers are getting screwed by the officials. Yeah, it sucks. So the Panthers right now, 47 points. They get one point. They are three back of the second wildcard spot, which is currently a tie between the Penguins and Islanders. But here's the bad news. Because three points is not a lot. But here's the bad news. The Islanders have a game in hand. So they're potentially five points back of the Islanders if they win that game. The Penguins, though, have three games in hand. Panthers are three points back of the Penguins, and the Penguins have three games in hand. So potentially the Panthers could be nine points back of the Penguins if they were to win those three games. So the, the three points is a little bit deceiving, especially in regards to the Penguins. I mean, the Islanders is only a one-game difference. But the Penguins, a three-game difference, that's a big difference. Just got just to gotta keep playing like this. They're playing their best hockey right now. Lundell on that top line with, with Sam Reinhardt and Sasha Barkov. Lundell looks fantastic. That second line, Kachuk, Verhage, Bennett. Uh, those top two lines, man. Got, got to, uh, you know, they're the ones who got to carry this team right now. And Barkov, good job last night. Put the Panthers up 4-2. But obviously they could not hang on. And, and the officials had, had quite a little bit to do with it yesterday. So, really frustrating game for the Panthers. They're back at it tomorrow night at Montreal. All right, so 
You know all guests on Zazlo Show 2.0. Let's 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 get into the football here. All guests on Zazlo Show 2.0 are brought to us by our official beer, Johnny Cuba, a refreshing German lager in a can. We're talking European roots, but with that Caribbean soul. Pick up yourself a six-pack of Johnny. Look, it's your it's two-time championship broadcaster's birthday tonight. Why don't you pick up yourself a six-pack of Johnny? And, and you know, let's let's have a good time tonight. Let's relax. Come on now. You can pick up a six-pack of Johnny. Remember, always drink responsibly. Pick up a six-pack at your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. All right, so you know, if you're a longtime Zaslow Show listener, you know that our pal is Nick Costos, okay? You bet, you bet. And used to join us every every week for ah, several years, man. So making his debut here on Zaslow Show 2.0. How about this, Nick? We could see each other now. Look at you. You're looking very handsome. You got your Yankees cap on. How about that? This is a pleasure, right? How you doing? It's good to be on with you, brother. Yeah, miss going on with you on uh, every Wednesday. Uh, so good to be on with you now with your new show. And I love the Zazlo Show 2.0. You've always got some kind of like like wrestling innuendo with the stuff that you do. So love that. Like Matt Hardy V 2.0. When that, whenever you start the show, you need like a little thing to come up on the video with like the Zazlo facts, like the old like Matt Hardy facts for 2.0. I got to tell you, I loved Matt Hardy version 2.0. He used to come to the ring. Who was it with uh, uh, Shannon, uh, Shannon Helms? What was his name? Shannon... You know the little guy. Oh who used to copy yeah, him. yes, yeah. Who was who was like who was on a tag team with with Helms in WCW? Yeah, Shannon Moore. Shannon, Shannon Moore. Moore. Shannon Moore. Yeah, I I used to love Matt Hardy version 2.0. And you're right, they used to put the graphics on the side of the screen, which they do for everybody now. But back then, yeah. that was that was like innovative. You know, that yeah. was that was when our only internet was AOL chat rooms. <laughs> that you would have those. I remember rooms. the AOL chat rooms back. Then. I used to go in AOL chat rooms, like NFL chat rooms, and be like, who's the best quarterback in the NFL? One for Dan Marino, two for Steve Young, <laughs> like it was three for Brett Favre. Oh, man. Kids don't know about that. It's so easy no. communicating now. You don't know about those AOL chat rooms. I still rock an AOL email address, by the way. I'm loyal. That means I'm yeah. loyal. My uh, my fiance and I yesterday, so on Tuesday, went to uh, we're getting married in June. Yes. Went to see we're getting married in uh in the Catholic Church. I went to see the deacon at this church before, mm-hmm. like to just like to start the process and everything. And the deacon literally said, he's like, "What are your email addresses?" I have a Gmail address. He's like, you know, I feel like us old timers are still the only ones with AOL email addresses. So (laughs) I guess you're you're an old timer now. That's right. Me and my wife. That's why we're so compatible. We both have our old AOL email addresses that we still use. Uh, It's good to see you, man. It's good to have you on the show again. I've missed doing these spots with you. So, uh, hey, so before we get to the lines for this weekend, Super Wildcard was pretty great. I mean, Monday night, we, we... like, Monday night felt like we were leading up to the main event, you know, Cowboys against Tom Brady. And that that was the worst game of the weekend because at least the Niners and Seahawks was a good game at halftime. Seahawks were winning that game. Every other game, this was a great weekend of football, Nick. Uh, I, I absolutely loved it. I, I thought it was magnificent. And even the Cowboys, well, I, I bet the Cowboys. So, like, it was, a, it was a really fun three hours for me. But even that, like, had, like, the subtext of, like, are we watching the end of Tom Brady? At the very least, the end of Tom Brady's run with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you still had, with all the Maher missed extra points, like, you still had it. And I, and I bet Dallas. And I had people, like, tweeting me, yeah, game's over. Like, Dallas is definitely going to win. I'm like, have you? 
Do you ever watch like Tom Brady play football before? Like, have you ever bet against or on Tom Brady? Have you ever seen Tom Brady versus the Dan Quinn defense in a playoff game before? Like, it's not, it's never over. So I still had that feeling of dread throughout the game until Dallas scored, like to go up by, I think it was at that point was what, 31 nothing. And at that point, or 31 six or whatever. And at that point, the game, at that point, the game was done. But yeah, it was, it was a, it was a really, really great weekend. Even the two quarterback games that we thought like were projected to be blowouts, the Dolphins and the Bills and the Bengals and the Ravens, both were great games and like i don't know that miami should have won but they could have and i think baltimore actually should have won and then the giants vikings game was great chargers jaguars an instant classic and like you said even the niners seahawks game was uh was entertaining until about basically the fourth quarter was the only non-competitive quarter what did you make of the dolphin game uh i was a little down on Mike McDaniel, the final however many weeks of the regular season. Um, I had tweeted, and this is not even just like, not saying this is what I would have done. I thought that if they had finished eight and nine, I thought there was a chance that Stephen Ross at 82 would have tried to like do what he had to do to get Sean Payton and Tom Brady. Like already tried to do it once. I felt like if they go eight and nine and miss the playoffs, Tua obviously dealing with the concussions. And I know like the Dolphins organization is saying the right things. So what did Chris Greer say? Like, uh, like no one player is more likely than another to get a concussion. And then the reports came out this weekend that Tua is going to be back as the quarterback next year. Like that's all well and good to say that. Also, like the Miami Dolphins are committing organizational malpractice if Tua Tonga-Vailoa enters the year as the unquestioned start. Like you can't have that. You just can't. Now, I'm not saying like, like, you know, they didn't even have a first round pick anyway, but it's like, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that like go out and sign Aaron Rodgers. That, that, that's not the point that I'm making here. If, if Rodgers were to, to leave Miami, but y- you have to get someone else there. It can't just be two because if he gets concussed again, like his career's over, it's done. So I, I don't really buy what the Dolphins are selling from that regard. So I think that's going to be an interesting storyline to watch because like they can say what they want. And then you cannot go into the year and Tua Tungavailoa has the keys to the to, to the car for 17 games. Like you just can't have it. Um, but I I I exited the year kind of super impressed with Mike McDaniel. I mean, the fa- he put them in a position on Sunday where if the Bills made mistakes, they could win the game. That's they right. were never going to win a game that Buffalo didn't make mistakes right. in. Like it was never going to happen, no matter what he did with Skylar Thompson starting. I thought he coached a brilliant game on Sunday and that would have me enthused move, moving forward as a Dolphins fan. Like you still got the two weapons with Hill and Waddle. Um, I, I'm still kind of a little bullish on Miami moving forward here with McDaniel, but you cannot, it's unfortunate. You cannot trust Tua to be the guy. You got to get someone else at least like that you feel good about as the backup, not Teddy Bridgewater. Nick Lamar Jackson's done in Baltimore, right? Probably. Um, well, I mean, money talks. So if they decide like they want to give him that guaranteed, like the big guaranteed deal, I think he could probably stay. But it's it's just as much like uh, the problem with Lamar is it's not so much a football conversation as it is like an economic situation. Like he wants the Deshaun Watson deal. And, you know, owners were pissed, obviously, at Jimmy Haslam and the Browns for giving Watson all that guaranteed money. And then like the early returns and like, I think Watson's going to be fine on field. Um, the early returns are not great on it. So I think there's a case to be made that a bunch that the owners will basically stand up and say, like, we're not doing this. Like that was the the outlier was what the Browns did with Deshaun Watson. If I had to guess, I think he's more likely done in Baltimore than not. But again, money talks and look at the construction of the team. It's going to take them more than one off season. If they want to build the type they have zigged while the rest of the NFL is zagged, Right. So it's not going to be one off season where they're able like to get like like an actual NFL offense in place. And I don't mean that to be insulting to what they're doing with Lamar. He's such a singular talent, but they have, they have no wide receivers. Like this is, it's, 
it's not a team that's built to win necessarily in today's NFL, unless you have that type of singular trigger man like Lamar Jackson. So I think it's more likely than not he's gone. I, I think it's far from a lock, though, because I think Baltimore is basically punting 2023 if Lamar is not the quarterback. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Which of these three franchise quarterbacks is most likely to be on his current team next year? Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Brady, 0% Tampa. So it's one of the other two. Uh, I'll say Rodgers with Green Bay. I'll say Rodgers is the most likely. Tom Brady, um, nothing's 0%. As close to 0% as you could get. To go but is it to zero that he's going to play or zero that he'll be with Tampa? Zero that he's with Tampa. In my opinion, I think no, no chance. If you're Tom Brady, you want to go back to play for Todd Bowles? That's what you want to do? That, yeah, after the game, he's thanking the Bucks media, like, oh, you did such a great job making me feel welcome. He was like, people are like, oh, it's Brady's retiring. It, didn't, it wasn't a goodbye to the NFL. It was a goodbye to Tampa. No, you see, you uh, know, that, that's, interesting that you, that's interesting that you took it that way because I took it as I had a really tough personal year and you guys were really respectful of me. Um, I took it, I took it to be like, I'm not coming back here next year. Thank you for yeah, I can see that. treating me. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, yo, you must be so excited about the Giants. Like, I know that it's, it, it, it doesn't count for the award because it's a regular season award, but holy shit, man, Brian Dayball, uh, coach of the year, right? Uh, yeah, well, I, I think he's the coach. I mean, I don't know that he's going to win. But um, just because, you know, you never know how voters are going to vote. And Shanahan's a great candidate and Sirianni's a great candidate. So it's like there, there's a lot of like good, good nominees. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's really awesome. I absolutely loved it. And I don't want to like wax on about this. But, you know, when you're in the media for so long, especially like doing sports betting. And I worked in the NFL media for a long time at Sirius XM NFL radio. You know, you get to know people in the league and like especially when you're betting on games all the time, like your fandom erodes a little bit. And the Giants were always my favorite team growing up. And I was curious, you know, watching this playoff game this weekend, was that going to, was it going to be the old fan feeling? And I didn't really have it up until the fourth quarter. And then the fourth quarter of the game, I felt like I was like 14 years old again. And it was really great. It was really exceptional. And what I'll say about Dable, and this is like, just speaks to my narcissism. I love Brian Dable because he basically confirms what I believe to be my own genius when it comes to the NFL, which is whenever there's a decision to be made in my head, I'm thinking this is what they should do. He does it. And, and it works every single time. <laughs> so it's been total arrogance on my part, but like here, fourth and fourth and one from like their own 40, like, of course you sneak it with six foot six inch burly Daniel Jones. Of course you don't punt like the like Joe judge would do. I mean, he, like or, he, or you don't pick up a delay a game like Mike McDaniel. Yeah, but like I'm willing to give McDaniel the benefit of the doubt there because like, I think generally he makes pretty good. Like in, God, in game I was decisions. So, Nick, I was so like, 
I, I was back to when I was 20 years old again. Where, and I, I had this visceral, angry reaction to that fourth and one delay a game. I got up off the couch. I screamed at the television. Yeah, I don't blame and I, ha- I had to, and I don't do that with the Dolphins anymore. I haven't done that in half my life. And I had to walk out of the room to calm down. I was so angry. Yeah, that's pretty, and that's pretty probably like a pretty great feeling. Like even in retrospect, to be like it was great to get that emotionally invested. In You're something. right, and that's what I was saying in the middle of this year with the Dolphins after the 49ers game when the five game win streak was snapped, and I was like, "You should be angry, and you should feel really good about being angry because we haven't had to be angry about Dolphin losses in so long." Yeah, certainly. Um, so I love Dable's decision making. I, I I said this on You Better You Bet on Monday. Um, I think we actually kind of collectively need to stop with this whole and like Dable's great. And like, I love him. And I think he's, I'm so happy. He's the coach of my favorite team. I think we need to stop with the narrative that like the giants are not talented and that he's just basically doing this with smoke and mirrors. Like the, the team is good. Like the giants are good. Daniel Jones is good. I can't believe I'm saying that and that it's true, but it is. And like, I'll take the L on that because I thought he was bad. The offensive line's playing well. The three wide receivers are not household names. Also they're good. Hodgins is good. Slayton's good. Richie James is good. Like they, these are not like bad players and Dable's like waving a magic wand and they're like in the final four of the NFC. Like they're good. The defense is good and is supremely well coached. I, I am not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm getting like slight 2007 vibes from this team. Um, now we can talk about like the points part of the game. On yeah, Saturday so let's, and like yeah, so let's go, do it. Yeah. Giants Eagles, man. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Yeah, um, impossible game to predict um, until we have some more information, which we, we may never get. So just a point spread conversation like we used to have on the uh, on the show, Zaslow. Uh, mm-hmm. The spread's seven and a half. Um, it, it, in no universe should the point spread of this game be less than 10. It's a huge, it's a big jump up from seven and a half to 10. So we kind of talked this out on the air on Monday. Like, okay, like what are the reasons why this point spread could be this? And the only thing that makes sense is pessimism about Jalen Hurts' health. That's it. I understand that he practiced in full yesterday. He's not on the injury report. Also, the line didn't move at all. So maybe I'm wrong, and maybe this is just like betters with influence. This is not like, oh, like Vegas knows and like the public's going to move. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. We've talked about that, right? It doesn't matter at all. This is betters with influence that bet tons of money and are respected will move markets. This market hasn't moved at all. So Hurts practiced yesterday in full, the market didn't move. Now, maybe come Monday, I'll, I will get on You Better You Bet and be like, we were wrong about our now. I don't. Th- I do not think we're wrong. So these two teams played maybe like, I don't know, two months ago, something like, I forget which week it was exactly, at MetLife, at the Giants. The Eagles closed seven and a half in the game. The implication there is that Philly is about eight and a half points better on a neutral at that point. Then I give Philly about two points for home field. Philly's coming off a bye and it's a playoff game. So all of that built in, we should be at like 11 and a half here. So let's say, okay, let's say since then, you want to upgrade the Giants, right? Let's say you want to upgrade them two points, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we get this to nine and a half, right? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the point spread gets to nine and a half, which is close to 10. Now it's seven and a half. We're close to seven, right? So to me, this is pessimism about Jalen Hurts' health. He's practicing in full, which means we are not going to know until the game starts, which I think makes it really hard to bet. I I think that if people out there, if you like the Giants, bet the Giants to win the game. Just bet them on the money line, because if Hurts isn't isn't good in this game, if he's not healthy, the Giants are going to win. And I know a lot of people will talk about Zaslow teasing the Eagles down to minus one and a half. 
it is a terrible idea because you don't know if the quarterback is good in the game. And if you tease Philly to one and a half and they lose, you are paying for that teaser. Do not do that. So for talking about teasers, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are thinking, all right, let's tease the Eagles, which you're advising against, but let's tease the Eagles with the Chiefs. Jaguars, Chiefs, I think it's eight and a half right now. What do we think? Yeah, I like the Chiefs in the game. Um, it's a lot of healthy respect for Jacksonville. Jacksonville's been great. This is not to say, like, Jacksonville sucks. Good on them. Peterson's great. Lawrence is great. Whatever. Uh, these two teams played back on November 13th. The Chiefs closed a 10-point favorite in the game. The Chiefs won by 10. They won 27-17. Raced out to a big lead. The Jaguars did the thing that they always do, right, where Trevor Lawrence starts cooking and uh, eventually, like, lose by 10. Uh, Chiefs also, negative turnover differential. Um they outgained Jacksonville by like 200 yards. I think this is a bad matchup here for Jacksonville in this game. Uh, I do like the Chiefs as a teaser. Like, I just don't know what you want to pair it with. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe like, leave it open and, like, do something, like, moving forward in the NFL playoffs. I would not tease the Eagles. Um, I like Kansas City a little bit in the game. My problem is, is that the point spread is just right. It's, it's fine. Um, if Kansas City was 10 in that game, and Kansas City is not getting upgraded or downgraded because they've been rated the same basically the entire year, then Jacksonville like has to be upgraded a little bit, right? Because of what they've done down the stretch. They're seven and one since that game. Yeah. Like they've been really good. So should it ever be seven, the point spread? Never, right? Kansas City gets bet immediately. So in between like seven and a half and nine and a half, I think is fair, is right. So the point spread's right. What's my opinion is that I think Kansas City's more likely to win by 10 than Jacksonville is to keep the game close. But my preferred bet in the game would be the over. Um, the one thing that I think we can be absolutely certain of in this game, like absolutely certain Kansas City's going to score. Like the Chiefs are scoring in this mm -hmm. game. And then like when Jacksonville gets into comeback mode, like Jacksonville's going to score. I like the over in the game. I like that. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen in Buffalo. Bengals and Bills, uh, that was the scene, obviously, a few weeks ago, Monday Night Football. Well, well, you got any kind of feeling there? Yeah, so point spread's four and a half. Uh, the point spread is fine. Um, I think people, some people will see the point spread and be like, oh, wow, it's like too many points. It's Joe Burrow. Um, since he's going to be without three starters on the offensive line, they should have lost last week to Baltimore. I know that like everyone loves the Bengals and maybe I'm just wrong. Like I, 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 I say that with you all the time. I think it's like a problem with sports betting content in general is that people act like they're fortune tellers. <laughs> like it's, it's all probabilities, right? Like there's definitely a scenario of outcomes where I am incorrect and the Bengals win or Burrow like does what he does. And like the game is close at the very end, just that like the point spread's okay. Buffalo's a lot better than Cincinnati. And again, like this is how I encourage people to think about stuff. So Buffalo played Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago. Like you said, the game was obviously canceled. And thankfully, DeMar Hamlin's doing well. That game closed two and a half. Buffalo, a two and a half point favorite on the road. So again, let's say Cincinnati gets like one point for home field. Not a great home field advantage. We're at the Buffalo three and a half on a neutral. On a neutral. Mm -hmm. Now it's a home playoff game. Buffalo's got a tremendous home field advantage, like two points worth. And it's a playoff game. You could make the case that this point spread should actually be six or close to it. So it won't be. And like, to be fair, I would bet Cincinnati plus six. Like to me, that would be where I would say like, okay, it's gone too far. I think Buffalo's good up until minus five and a half in this game. Um, Buffalo is a lot better than Cincinnati. Like these two teams are, are not close. Like teams are not close. Burrow might be better than Allen. We Tell can you have though, that they, if, if they if they make the mistakes this week, uh, Joe Burrow's taking advantage of what Skyler Thompson couldn't. Uh, sure, and if the Bills like kind of like piss down their legs, which they are prone to do, since he can definitely win the game. Mm -hmm. So again, this is not me saying like I am right. Buffalo is going to stomp them. Just that I would never bet Cincinnati here. Uh, this is a Bills or nothing spot. I do like the over in the game as well. Um, 
it's kind of chalky, right? Both a, both like high scoring overs. I do like the over here. I, like, what's the one thing that I feel most confident in? Buffalo scoring in the game. Cincinnati's defense is not great. Buffalo's offense, I think, will be able to rack it up in this game. And then you get Burrow in comeback mode. I, I think since he scores enough to get this over the total. So Buffalo in the over for me in that game. And finally here, Nick, uh, and you've been very generous with your time. Uh, old school. This is good practice for me. I do okay. so many of these, as you know. So it's just like, okay. I'm getting in the root. I'm getting in the routine now. Yeah, this let's go. Let's it's get like, this a is, good this is like ver- This is verbal muscle memory. All, all right. Uh, a good old school 90s NFC playoff matchup. Cowboys 49ers. I'm very into this game, Nick. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. Um, I was hoping, and we did a segment on You Better You Bet on Monday, where we were kind of looking ahead, like, okay, if Tampa wins, what do we think the point spread's going to be? San Francisco and Tampa, what would we do in the game? If Dallas wins, what do we think the point spread is going to be in Dallas, San Francisco, and and what would we do? And I thought, okay, I think this game will probably be four for San Francisco, maybe four and a half. I did not think Dallas was going to, and I bet Dallas and the guy did not think Dallas was going to look as good as it did in the game. And they did, which was awesome. Cause I won my bet. Um, and now we get three and a half. I, I was going to bet Dallas at four. I don't know what I'm going to do now. The point spread is really, really good. And you know, I I've come on with you a lot and people that have heard me either with you or just on other shows or on my show. Um, you'll know that like that price matters. And in the regular season, I'll come on sometimes and say, you know, I, I make the point spread this, and it's this. I actually feel like I have a number edge over the betting market, and I will make a bet. Doesn't mean I'm going to win, but I feel confident making those bets. In the playoffs, like, that is generally not going to happen. Like, the, the spreads are just right. There's so much money being bet into it, and everyone's into it, that the point spreads are usually right. So it largely will turn into bet your opinion. Like, what's your opinion of the game? And that's what you have to bet. And depending on how these games go, it's like flipping a coin sometimes. It's like the dirty little secret here. It's like the Chargers and Jaguars game last weekend. I bet the Chargers, the people that bet the Jaguars after the game are like, oh, Jaguars plus two and a half green check mark. It's like, what, like, like, what did you accomplish? <laughs> It'd be like if I like victory lapped if the Chargers won the game by three or four points. It's like, it's so stupid. It's like flip a coin and determine who wins the game. So it's, that's like the dirty little secret of this sometimes, right? Is yep. like flip a coin and like this will depend whether you win your bet yep. or not. So like it this it's bet your opinion. The point spread's right. Flip a coin and see what happens in the game. Um I like Dallas a little bit. I say that with very, very little confidence. At four, I would be interested in Dallas. San Francisco definitely needs to be more than a three-point favorite. I think three and a half is probably perfect. Maybe, honestly, Zaslow, it's a little short, and San Francisco should be a little bit bigger of a favorite. Maybe they should be minus four. I like Dallas intuitively. Uh, I will likely have a small bet on the Cowboys in this game. I do not mean to present that like it is a supremely confident bet. I like every other bet and thought that I've given you more than the one in that game. Who is going to win the Royal Rumble? Oh, man, I'm kind of like... Kind of like I, I've watched like so little WWE. Oh, it's like just, it's it's been so good, Nick. It's been so good. The only see like like it's it's very difficult for me. Um, I know for football, see, football season to watch. Now I did watch. Uh, I did make the time to watch Kenny Omega um, against Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. Of That's course, like the one wrestling thing that I did watch, of which course. was great. Uh, I, my guess would be, and like I don't even know if he's ready, but I guess like Cody Rhodes would be. They announced guess. a few days ago he's back for Royal Rumble. Oh, he's in the Rumble. 
that's what I assume that means. I don't think he's just going to do like a promo segment. He's back for the yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh, if he's oh, if he's back in the Rumble, I think Cody. Well, maybe not. If they announced him, then maybe he won't win. Right. I hate I that. Like the, I hate that they announced it. I wish it could have been a surprise. I hate that. Well, announced. well, I think they're kind of telegraphing that he won't win, right? Since they announced him, because now it's going to like because you know like this, they're trying to swerve the audience. I, ho- I hope that's like, what it is. I hope so. Well, I think. Well, I think that's kind of like you know that would be my guess. I hope so. Um, if Cody Rhodes were going to win, why would you announce him as being in? You would have wanted to do like Good Cena point. in 2008. Right. So, my thought, so here's my thought. Maybe, yeah, I, I don't know what their plan is. Like, is Reigns going to defend the titles on both nights? I don't know. For WrestleMania. Um, for WrestleMania. Yeah. My, my sense is, is that Rhodes will not win. I have no idea who would win then. I have no idea. What do you think? I I'm lean I I feel much better about the women. I think Becky Lynch is going to win in the women's rumble and fight Charlotte for the title at WrestleMania. And oh, no, good, I, a nice a fresh matchup. That's awesome. <laughs> and I and I am leaning towards Sami Zayn winning the Royal Rumble and what, setting up the Bloodline storyline. Where whoa, you you think you're coming for this belt? You know, I I think that's juicy as hell, man. Okay, but like, but that's not. But Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn is not like a WrestleMania night. I know, but I know, but Nick, the Sami Zayn is the most over guy in pro wrestling right now. The crowd is so hot for him. It has a little bit of a Daniel Bryan uh, WrestleMania 30 feel to it, where everyone's behind the underdog. Now, listen, to be fair, like, I'm not watching the product on a weekly basis like you are. So, like, you know a lot more than I do about this. He's got so you, the momentum. You, you could be right about this. And then, like, is is The Rock coming? Is, is The Rock fighting at WrestleMania? I hope so. I don't That'd know. Be pretty awesome. I That'd hope be pretty so. Great. Yep. Yeah, it'd be pretty great. I'd be into yep. it for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, I yeah, I, I, I don't know. My, my sense is that it won't be Rhodes if they announced him. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope you're right. I like that because I hate that they announced him. Uh, Nick, tell everybody how they can catch you. Go ahead. Tell everyone how to listen to you uh, and your pals. Yep, you better you bet. Uh, weekdays, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, Odyssey.com, the Odyssey app. Uh, YouTube, Twitch, radio stations nationwide as part of the BetQL network. We are also on uh, this week, Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. And Sunday morning, 11 a.m. to 1 uh, with special playoff shows. Uh, and then, obviously, Championship Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday as well, in addition to all the, uh, the, the shows on Monday through Friday. Awesome. Great job, Nick. Good catching up with you, man. We'll do it again. Hey, you know what? The week of the Super Bowl. We'll do this again. We'll go over a bunch of props and all that good stuff. Yep, wishing everybody minimal sweats winning bets. The absolute very best of luck. Excellent job there by our pal Nick Costos, of course. That's good Good talking to him again, man. We would have him on every single week when I was on Terrestrial Radio. So really good catching up with him again. He's going to be in Arizona for the Super Bowl, it turns out. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get him on that week. We'll go through a bunch of props and all that good stuff. And he loves pro wrestling, but, man, he uh, that dude is busy during football season. Anyway, appreciate him joining us here next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend is WWE Royal Rumble. Oh, holy shit. What what a show that's going to be. That's going to be a lot of fun. But you heard Nick right there. He uh he likes the Chiefs. He he likes the Bills. And he he especially likes the over in uh in Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Jaguars. Those sound like good plays. Uh, so hard. Betting, betting so hard. But there you go. Uh, Nick Costos and, of course, uh, at Costos. You can check him out there on social media. So, like I said, in a few minutes here, we're going to get to Impact Wrestling. Steve Macklin, if you're a WWE fan, you may remember he was he was one of the Forgotten Sons. And then you had the whole mess with, uh, what's the guy's name, uh, Jackson Riker with, uh, you know, the tweeting, and then they they pulled them from TV. So he winds up getting screwed, but he leaves for impact, and he's 
probably really happy with that decision. So we'll get Steve Macklin from Impact Wrestling on the program coming up in a few minutes here. The Heat tonight. The Heat are in New Orleans. Looking forward to this game tonight, all right? Uh, Not so sure what, you know, as far as the availability goes, I'm pretty certain that Kyle Lowry is still out. But otherwise, everybody else should be good to go. The Heat... They're playing really good basketball right now. The Heat are 24-21, and 21, despite the loss a couple days ago, a couple afternoons ago in Atlanta. The Heat are a game back of number six. You want to get into that top six area. They're a game back behind New York. Let's see if the Knicks are also playing tonight. Let's see. Uh, New York is playing tonight. They are hosting Washington. So what else do we have tonight that's... The Heat and Pelicans are at 8 o'clock tonight. The Heat actually, it's tonight at New Orleans, and the road trip ends on Friday at Dallas. That's another national TV game. And then Sunday, you got the Pelicans here. So Miami at New Orleans tonight. New York is hosting Washington. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Atlanta's at Dallas. That's an ESPN game tonight. That's a good game. Cleveland at Memphis. That's a good game. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Anything else we like? Minnesota, Denver is the second half of ESPN. Lakers and LeBron, they're hosting Sacramento. Sacramento's a good team this year. Wow, how about that? LeBron James and the Lakers are a four-point home dog to the Sacramento Kings. How about that? How about that? But the Heat, though, tonight, you like the way they're playing? This is a tough test, all right? Zion Williamson, New Orleans Pelicans, obviously no Brandon Ingram. I mean, he, he hasn't played in forever. Uh, but this, this should be a fun one tonight. Pelicans, a good team. And the Heat, like I said, they could essentially pull into a tie for number six overall. If they can get a W, if the Knicks wind up losing at home tonight to Washington, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on that. All right, so Impact Wrestling is in Kissimmee this weekend, Friday and Saturday. So right up by 95, very easy drive. You can go get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. They're obviously coming off of a, a huge pay-per-view last weekend, Hard to Kill. We have Steve Macklin joining us here, who's coming off a victory at Hard to Kill over the weekend. Steve, thanks a lot for joining us this afternoon. Uh, Hard-fought win for you. Are you happy with uh, with where you stand right now after your win this past weekend? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, just Hard to Kill, I thought, put uh, Impact again on the map as the wrestling show out there. And uh, another hard-fought victory for me, yes. Another former world champion that I've beaten. And they just keep lining them up, and I keep setting them down every time. And uh, well, what's it going to take for me to get to Josh is the question now. There's a, there's so much wrestling out there these days. When you when you left WWE and decided to sign with Impact, how did you decide on Impact? Uh, Impact was pretty much the first to come to me, and uh, it just was a good fit for me, I felt, because it is the land of opportunity in Impact Wrestling, and I don't think a lot of people give the credit there for everybody thinks it's like this land of misfit toys and it kind of is, but isn't at the same time where you get this land of misfit toys that turn into gold and really get to show who they are and their characters, their personality. And it really gives us the opportunity. And that's the one thing impact has given to me. And that I've been very appreciative of is being able to be who I am and show the world kind of who I am. How and is I know the, the like, oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say, you know, I'm always interested. I, I got pro wrestlers on the show all the time. How's the travel schedule with Impact? Like, for, for folks who are listening to the show right now who maybe are not pro wrestling fans, I love giving an inside look as to just how difficult the travel schedule is for you guys. So how's your travel schedule with Impact? 
honestly, it's a lot uh, It's a lot easier than it was with my time in WWE of being gone. Uh, with being in Orlando, it's kind of nice. Uh, everything's a hub right now from Orlando on flights, which is really good. But uh, the schedule is pretty easy on my end, which is nice with impacts because it allows me to work the independence a lot more too. Obviously, you don't get that uh, opportunity with being with WWE. But now I get to go out and kind of see what's out there, what talent is on the rise, and learning new things from talent, like how pro wrestling has evolved from the independence and always has evolved from the bottom and it's worked its way to the top, just like it works from the top to bottom. And it's just working and finding new styles and different things that people are doing and how to make matches and entertain the crowds and what actually entertains the crowd now. Uh, it's crazy and how athletic some of the people that are out there. I actually saw uh, on an ad yesterday, I think, you're you're appearing at Boca Raton Championship Wrestling, I think, at the end of this month, right? Yes. Mark Long uh, of Road Rules, the challenge, challenged me to a match at Boca Raton Wrestling. And uh, I don't know if it was the smartest decision on his part, but uh, he is part of a show called The Challenge. And maybe this is his idea of uh, getting on TV and putting a challenge in front of him. And what challenge is it with me? So that's a cool thing, like you said, that you get to participate in a bunch. You get to take a bunch of independent shows. Uh, the wrestling fan, it's such a rabid, passionate fan base. What, what Do you find there's a difference between the wrestling fan that attends the Impact show and that attends these independent shows? Uh, no, I just think wrestling is just it's its own culture now. You have your casual fans still that shows up to go just see a wrestling show or a family bringing their kids out on a night out. But then you have your, your hardcore wrestling fans. And I, myself, like I always thought I was a hardcore wrestling fan as a kid growing up, but compared to what some of these fans do and what they, the merchandise they buy, I'm not even close with the way that people are collectors and the signings I get to go to and see what they do. It's, it really like blows your mind of like, Oh wow. Like this is like a different, different world. And it's like almost the comic con style stuff where you see it at wrestle cage, you see it at mania weekends. And it's just, it, it's awesome to have fans like that. All right. So it, you said as a kid, as a wrestling fan, what, what hooked you as a kid? Uh, Ultimate warrior. When I was a kid, ultimate warrior was my guy. And a lot of my friends were Hulk Hogan fans. And uh, I just, I wasn't into all the eating my vitamins and saying my prayers. Uh, I just, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Ultimate got me. And then it changed into Brett and then it went to stone cold. And then that was it. So how did you, how did you tell your family? you're going to be a pro wrestler. I actually didn't tell my family at first. Uh, I uh, just got out of the Marine Corps. I was going to college in South Jersey when I was living, moving back in my parents, trying to get back up on my feet. And they were lucky. Uh, I was lucky enough for them to help me out by uh, kind of like, giving me room and board and just kind of getting life together. But uh, one day, uh, a few of my friends that run Independence said, check out wrestling. Went up to a school in North Jersey and I was like, all right, cool. This is something I could do. And uh, I tried to find a school that was closer to me just for my schedule. It's going to school at night. And I found the Monster Factory in Paulsboro, New Jersey. And from there, I went to a seminar on a Sunday uh, and I was hooked. And I didn't tell anybody in my house that I was going, my mom or my dad. I got back. My dad's like, where have you been all day? You've been gone for 12 hours. I was like, well, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> and uh, I don't think they were really on board until my dad came to one of my first independent shows and he saw me wrestle. And he goes, this is what you want to do. Huh? I was like, yes. He goes, okay. Well, he's like, we'll do it. And that was kind of the end of that conversation. Like it was, I was 25 and he knew I, I had something I hooked myself into that I loved. So, so how do, how do you experience like this past weekend? It, you're, you're at hard to kill. Uh, your parents, they're, they're home watching the pay-per-view live. Like, how does that go down? 
Mom doesn't watch. My dad does. Mom doesn't watch, even though she knows what we do uh, is a predicted outcome. But everything we do do in between the ropes and outside the ropes and between bell to bell is is all real. And she hates that uh, I can possibly get hurt, and which any mother, I guess, would be the same way. But uh, my dad loves it. And because uh, I used to go to shows with him growing up. Yeah. And uh, there was a Raw we went to one time. Uh, and Lita got up. We were on the corner seats on the ramp side at a Raw at the Continental Lions Arena at that time. Now it's the IZOD. Yeah. But uh, we're on ramp side. Lita gets up on top for uh, the Swanton. Of course, her uh, whale tail's coming out from her back for pants of her thong. And my dad just erupts. He's like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. So it's just, I don't know. It's fun to be able to still be a bit. I'm a 35 year old man that still gets to act like a kid every day. And I get to see my dad do the same when I wrestle. So, so, so how would it go down? You know, let, let's say you're eventually in line to face Josh Alexander and let's say you're going to go over, they're going to put the belt on you. Would you, would you tell your father in advance, Hey, make sure you're watching tonight. Like, how would that go down? I don't, I, I keep it very, uh, I still try to believe in kayfabe. I like to suspend disbelief still, even with my family and my friends. Uh, even at Hard to Kill last year, uh, we had friends uh, coming in from, uh, te- uh, well, actually all over from a bunch of my buddies in the Marine Corps. They came out to Hard to Kill and they all thought like I was going to win and beat Trey. And of course didn't, but they all like thought they were there because they were going to see me win the title. And they're like, why didn't you tell us? I was like, I'm not going to tell you that. That's the fun in all this. Like. I don't Did want you, anybody to. I don't even. I don't even tell Deanna the finishes sometimes. Were you able to see your friends from the ring? Did you know where they were seated? So if you go back on that pay per view, yes, I do know where they were seated. One of my friends, they're in Morrissey, Cardona, and um, uh, who else was in the match? It was the Morrissey, Cardona, and I want to say Moose match, right? Yeah, I think so. The triple threat. One of their legs was thrown into the ring. He was an amputee. Okay. So if you go back on the footage of Hard to Kill of last year. His awesome. leg is thrown into the ring, and it's one of the most hilarious things uh, to happen. And uh, it was just funny. It's I love the idea that your friends are in the crowd, your friends from the Marine Corps, and they're probably actively cheering. They're hanging on to every false finish because they don't know, you know, the outcome of the match. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and some of them, like, I love when I get to have friends come to shows or family members I've never been to a wrestling show before, and they're like, holy crap. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I was like, it's not like it is on TV. Like, you have to be there live. And it's the same thing here in Florida. We got the New Year's Revolution coming up. And uh, it's just, you have to be there live. Do you get nervous watching Deanna's matches? No. Uh, she's a pro. I kind of, I love when I have ideas for her, for her matches, just like she does for me. And we'll, like, give each other ideas. And then we like to see if it was actually implemented in each other's matches. Uh, like certain spots and stuff like that. But um, no, I, uh, if anything, maybe the latter fall uh, with her and Chelsea coming down at Bound for Glory. I was a little nervous, but I knew she could do it and she was afraid to do it. I was like, it's going to be a great moment. Yes, it's going to suck on your body, but people remember that more than the match. So she's really one of the best in the world. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, oh. how did the impact locker room how how did you guys experience Mickey James winning the championship last weekend? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, just you can tell the atmosphere. We have a great locker room at Impact. That's the one good thing. It's very family oriented, and everybody pushes to just be better. And nobody's uh, there's like some selfishness, but in a good way, where it's like it's for business sense, and uh, it's nothing like where it's like oh I'm going to stab you in the back here. That it's none of that. 
everything's done properly and it's for a reason and for a story that's going forward. But for Mickey, it was just good to see the camaraderie, everybody back there to celebrate it, even for Jordan too. Like Jordan came back to a state innovation as well. And for both of them to go out there in the main event and uh, kill it, it was, it was good to see. I love hearing about, you know, locker room etiquette and that kind of deal when it comes to pro wrestling. Cause I mean, look, I've been watching pro wrestling. I don't know. We're going on 35 years. I'm 41 years old. So I've been watching my entire life. So I, I also love hearing about the business side and that kind of deal. And we had Bully Ray on the show. That was about a month or a month and a half ago. And I love talking about stuff with him where just, just certain things you got to do. The younger guys in the locker room who just showing respect, the things you got to do. Uh, what, what are some of the things that you learned early on about the way to behave in, in a pro wrestling locker room, going about things the right way? All right. Once you get to a new place, you introduce yourself to everybody. Um, obviously, you shake hands. Uh, that's always the, the old cliche of shaking hands with everybody, even if it's somebody you don't know, or it could be somebody's wife or husband or brother or sister you don't know. Oh, excuse me. But uh, I don't know. One of the first bits of etiquette I was given was like, put your bag in the corner, find a spot if you're new, and then you just kind of scan the room and see what it is. I don't take a chair unless I see all the old vets have their chairs as well. And that's one of those things I still take to heart. And I can still get dressed on the floor whether I have a chair or not. But uh, you make you make the room for the guys that have been there the longest. And um, yeah, I don't know. That's one of those etiquettes. I just I treat people with respect the way I expect to be treated as well. So that's just how I treat about it. I love hearing about stuff like that. I feel like because I, I think the I think the pro wrestling locker room can be a little bit like, you know, in, in sports, you know, NFL, NBA locker room, MLB locker room, that kind of stuff. But I feel like, you know, today's sports and today's generation of athlete has kind of lost a little bit of that. And it seems like you guys in the pro wrestling world, it's still super important to you guys. Yeah. And it's something we take to heart. And I think that's probably the last uh, bit of uh part of the business I think that we can protect no matter what is protecting that locker room on the guys and the girl side. And uh, we try to take care of each other. When you have free time, will you watch wrestling or do you want to get away from it because it's your career? I actually woke up this morning and had breakfast watching wrestling. So uh, I put on mania 17 main event of Austin and rock just to, (laughs) I don't know. I just was like, I need something to watch right now. And it's always a good one to put on. Now, so how, I, yeah. So like, uh, how did you fall on that? Is it like, you know what? I feel like getting the chills this morning. So I'm going to watch all, I'm going to watch that. I don't know. Just one of those matches I could always throw on between that Brett and Owen at mania 10, uh, Sean and uh, Jericho at mania 19. Like there's certain matches I could just watch. And there's always something like little tidbit that I can pick up from it that I still enjoy. And I just also miss that flash photography of that pop that used to come out. Like you, I know you see it with cell phones now and the yeah, lights, but like, it's not the same. No, it's just that theater like esque of like when Austin would go on the ropes or rock would throw that arm up and you just saw those flashes of the cameras going. It's just like, wow, that's a missing element in wrestling right now. But yep. can't, can we go back? No, but are we evolving? Yes. Wrestling uh, Wrestling is for a live audience. Okay, the yeah. audience really plays such a major role. And it's funny that you gave that example because just this morning, I happened to be going around on my phone and I'm, ca- I'm watching some old clips and I actually watched Steve Austin's return at WrestleMania last year, which was so cool. But you see in the crowd, it's all the phones and it's the lights and it's the cameras flashing when... You know, the last time we saw Stone Cold, everyone's cheering and the arms are, are jump and you're jumping up and down and 
You're right. We're never going to get back to that. And I really miss that about the pro wrestling crowd. Yeah, but it's just also another way to get your your eyes seen on you in those moments. There's going to be an angle or a certain way that it's shot from a certain view on somebody's phone, maybe that'll be more viral, yeah. make something mean more, see a kid's face in the crowd or yeah. a fully grown 35-year-old man like myself cheering up and down for Stone Cold coming back. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's evolving the way of the world. That's the first thing people do. Even the, it's sad that when people get in fights now, the first people, thing people do around them is go like this. <laughs> they yeah. But if, what, that's a different, that's another subject, but it's just, that's just the way the world is. Impact Wrestling this Friday and Saturday. It's in Kissimmee, Florida. So right up the road there in Orlando. Uh, you know, I told you I went with my son. We went uh, about a month and a half ago when you guys were here in Pembroke Pines. Such a fun show. It's a nice little intimate atmosphere. So every seat's great. You're right up close. It's super affordable. Uh, how did the Marine Corps prepare you, if at all? How did how does it help you do what you do today in pro wrestling? Uh, it helps me in every aspect of my life, not even just in pro wrestling. Uh, keeps me uh, keeps me scheduled. I like to wake up early, do my thing. I have a routine. Uh, I like to stay in shape. Um, yeah, the hurry up and wait game is probably the number one thing I always tell people of relation of wrestling and the Marine Corps or military that much. But everything is hurry up and wait. You get to where you need to get to. You do what you need to for a few five, five to 20 minute segment. And then you go right on to the next show and then hurry up and wait again. So you wait around all day. So that's probably the number one aspect is hurry up and wait. I would say that's why you were two minutes early for this interview here. You're you're an on time guy. Oh, yeah. I like that. Uh, finally here, you're wearing your New York Giants shirt. I know you're from the Jersey right. area, so you're wearing your Giants shirts. How did you decide? Number one, uh, you must be super pleased. I-, I think Brian Dayball, I know the playoffs are not supposed to count, but man, coach of the year, you know? And how do you decide, being a Jersey guy, how did you decide between Giants or Jets growing up? I grew up five minutes from the stadium in Rutherford, New Jersey, and it's always a Giants stadium, and my family uh, was Giants fans, so it was very hard not to. We used to even walk to the games, so it was always fun to go in the parking lot, tailgate, and go into the games all the time. But, God, man, what a year that I did not expect, and I think a lot of people didn't expect from the Giants. And good on friggin' Daniel Jones, man. I loved him since they signed him, and I know people have just been beating that dead horse of just yeah. like, oh, he doesn't have it, he doesn't have it. I'm like, no, you had – I was telling my dad this morning, actually, on the phone, we were talking about the game from uh, the other night with the Vikings, and I was like, it's crazy how it, he's gone through three coaches in four years – and you expect him to be successful with constantly changing and in the back of his mind, whether he doesn't know the coach is going to be there or not next year. So you see these guys are buying into the system and it's very similar to wrestling. Uh, you have to buy into a system and that, that good locker room and how everybody works together and everybody's striving for that goal to be the best. And look at the giants right now as one of the teams that is a Cinderella story overnight with uh, how everything's playing. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the Eagles game. When's the last time you were at a giants game? I'm sure it's really difficult for your schedule. Oh, maybe 2013. Long time. So it's been a long time. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I'd rather sit at home because a lot of times I was going to games, they were losing. I'm like, ah, maybe I'm the guy here making them lose. I don't know, man. You've experienced a couple of Super Bowls. You know, I'm a few years older than you. I I was five years old the last time the Dolphins were in a Super Bowl. I obviously don't remember it. They didn't win it. You've experienced Super Bowl wins, man. You've, you, you haven't had it so bad, you know? Don't worry. I don't let, uh, Deanna's a Patriots fan, so I don't let oh. that up on. Uh, the 2011-2012 seasons on her. That was amazing. I will tell you, you know, that's the one time in my life watching a game. Giants-Patriots. Patriots were undefeated, of course. That is the most I have ever, and being a Dolphins fan, undefeated season, I want the Patriots to lose. 
that's the most I've ever rooted for a team, the Giants, a team that I am not a fan of, was that day, Giants-Patriots. That just makes everybody a football fan that day, so. Yeah, really Good cool, thing. really cool. Uh, Steve, this was great. I appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Best of luck moving forward with Impact. Thank you. No, thank you. And if uh, you want to follow me, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at Steve Macklin, uh, at Steve Macklin Store on Shop Impact Deals, and also on Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, Steve Macklin Store. Awesome. Thank you, Steve. Be safe. Safe travels. Later. I thought he was really good. That was my first time talking with Steve Macklin. I thought I did an excellent job. So, again, Impact Wrestling is in Kissimmee this Friday and Saturday night. They got a couple of big shows there. And like I said to him, we we were at Impact about a month ago. It was my first Impact show. It was really a lot of fun. Really fun. They got some good stuff going on right now. And I know their Hard to Kill pay-per-view this past weekend was was a monster show. They sold it out. So, Super affordable, Ticketmaster.com. You can go check that out. And, uh, and I appreciate my man Ross over there with Impact Wrestling helping set that up. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. You know what I'm talking about. Here we go. All right. There's a lot happening here. We got to make sure that we get in here. Big deal or not a big deal. Yesterday, Pat McAfee show. You know it's Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. Well, when Aaron Rodgers left the field this week, uh, two weeks ago, two weekends ago, he was certainly insinuating he likes he likes everybody talking about him. He's got a lot of that, you know, uh, look at me, you know, what am I going to do? Keep my name in your mouth. Keep talking about me. Don't forget about me. Is he going to play next year, and is it going to be for the Packers? Well, yesterday was Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on the Pat McAfee Show. But do I still think I can play? Of course. Of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah. The highest. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Um right situation is that green bay or is that somewhere else i'm not sure um but i don't think you should shut down any you know opportunity like i said during the season it's got to be you know both uh, both sides uh you know like actually wanting you know to work together moving forward and uh i think there's you know more conversations to be had yeah, I'm, I'm going not a big deal. Uh, you know, he, he obviously still feels like he could play at a high level, I think, in the right situation. He can definitely play at a high level. He was he was bad that final game. He lost at Lambeau at home with a chance to make the playoffs. That's his move, losing big games at Lambeau. That is his move throughout his career. I'm going not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Inter-Miami, my favorite MLS soccer team, they announced this morning that they have signed free agent Joseph Martinez from the Atlanta United. He's a champion from a few years ago with Atlanta. Big time goal scorer. I think it's 111 goals and 158 appearances. That's excellent. Apparently, this guy is awesome. I'm going big deal right there. Come on now. Into Miami. Let's, let's, let's win some soccer matches next year. Let's do it. Big deal or not a big deal. Last night in the NBA. Uh, the Bucks, the Bucks beat the Raptors last night. Giannis is out. You got to wonder what's going on there with Giannis. Missed a bunch of games in a row, including the two games last week here in Miami against the Heat. Brooke Lopez got ejected for the first time in his career, getting into an altercation with Gary Trent. And Holiday drives and finishes. With that left hand again. Now we've got an altercation. Lopez and Adenobi here, coach. And boy, there is a lot of contact. Arms being held, bodies being held. It's a scary spot over there in amongst the fans and the photographers. 
But both teams did a great job of keeping their players on the bench. So there won't be a problem there. Oh, Lopez grabbed his headband. Took Trent's headband off as he had him in the clutches. And Ananobi coming over to help his teammate right there. That looks like this one is uh, going to be started with Lopez. And the officials were certainly want to go take a look at this. You really, you can't take somebody's headband off. I wouldn't think so. That's for it, you to take it off. It started with Trent holding him, but that's a basketball play, and they just missed the call. You don't see Brooke Lopez. The previous play is being reviewed for a hostile act. A hostile act. So I guess taking the headband off is a hostile act. In right? basketball terms. Yes. Hostile act. Well, this could be interesting. We'll see. Mark the score here. Bucks lead by three with 640 to play. So a lot going on there. As you hear our pal Stan Van Gundy on the call there. Brian Anderson, uh, NBA on TNT yesterday. Which, by the way, if I could add, that Tuesday night NBA on TNT crew, everyone talks about inside the NBA on Thursday nights. Ernie and Shaq and Kenny and Charles. Tuesday night crew's good too, man. You know, Shaq does double duty. It's it's Adam Lefko who hosts with Shaq, Candace Parker, and now Jamal Crawford, who... He, he seems like a good fit. They had a funny bit last night. They were doing Jeopardy. Shaq got all kinds of mad at Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford was clearly cheating. Candace Parker's really good. That's that's a good show on Tuesday night also. They don't get any credit. Anyway, uh, Brooke Lopez, you heard there, snatching the, the headband off of Gary Trent. Gary Trent did not want, you know, once they got tangled up, Gary Trent didn't want anything to do with Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez, a big boy. He gets thrown out of the game. I don't think there's any type of suspensions that are ensuing, so I'm going to go not a big deal. Finally, got one more for you here. Big deal or not a big deal? So John Wall, John Wall is with the Clippers this year, and he's, he's having a decent season. You know, it's it's just the second season he's playing in the last four years. He sat out last year, played the year before that, was hurt the year before that, and then was still in Washington back in 2019. Uh, where he was still a really good player. He was still a pretty good player a couple years ago in Houston. But he's a bench player now at the Clippers. I've always been a fan of John Wall. I wish we had John Wall instead of Kyle Lowry. Straight up, you know, I, I gotta be honest. Here's John Wall. He was on some podcast yesterday talking about his time in Houston and specifically the young players and how Houston's Rockets are trash. So I was just like, so me, I was just being a professional. Yeah. Like, I always wanted to teach them, like, don't get used to this shit. It's not how the NBA is. Right. Like, it's just a bad organization right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to fix some shit around. But, like, I always talk to Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, mm-hmm. AJ. I'm like, yo, don't get adjusted to this losing shit. It's not how the league is. Yeah. But at the same time, I had to tell them, like, the shit y'all getting away with over here, if you go to any other teams, you'd be out of the league. You'd be like, you wouldn't play. You're not playing. You wouldn't play. No facts. So I'm trying to explain that to them because they think it's sweet. And I'm like, if you ever get traded and go somewhere else, you can be like, this motherfucker was right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going big deal there. I, I Like I said, I've always liked John Wall. And that Houston organization, they, they've lost like 100 of their last 101 games right now. They're awful. I, I thought maybe they were headed in the right direction when the Heat played at Houston earlier this year. Rockets gave a little bit of trouble. Got some young players. But, I mean, if Kevin Porter Jr. is one of your, your young players who's kind of leading the way, your team's in bad shape. You know, remember, Kevin Porter Jr., the Cleveland Cavaliers, they drafted him. He's a good talent. And they got rid of him in the middle of his rookie year. They told him to go away. You got to get lost. We don't want you anymore. Peace. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. being one of your top guys, you're in big trouble. 
So I'm going big deal right there. The Rockets are in very bad shape. That right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Hey, if you're not feeling well, I got to tell you guys about Doctors on Call 365. I'm so glad I found out about Doctors on Call 365 because... We all run into this problem, right? If you're not feeling well, you call up your doctor. Hey, I got 103 fever right now. I got to come in and see the doctor. Okay, we got an appointment open in two weeks from now. No, I need to see someone right now. Well, Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. That's right. Dr. Alon, he's the medical director, board-certified emergency medicine and residency trained internal medicine doctor. He will come to your home. Come to your office, wherever you're at, the convenience of knowing that the doc will come to you. You need COVID test, flu test, you need a strep test, you need blood drawn, you need a prescription filled or refilled. Yeah, doctors on call 365. They're coming to your home or wherever you're at, they're going to treat you right there. Now, it's self-pay, but what you're going to pay if you go to the emergency room and wait for hours, you're sitting there just waiting, and then the copay, you're going to pay more with your copay than you are to be in the comfort of your home and pay out of pocket for Doctors on Call 365 to come to you. Call now. You'll get someone on the phone immediately if you're not feeling well. 786-577-9302. Doctors on Call 365.com. Again, get someone on the phone immediately if you're not feeling well. 786-577-9302. Also want to make sure, got to invite everybody to come to the Briny with me this weekend. All right, Briny Irish Pub. Pompano Beach, you know that's my spot for the NFL games. There are games on Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to be there for Sunday. So I guess it's Bengals at Bills, Cowboys at 49ers. I'm going to be at Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach, take Atlantic Boulevard all the way down to the Atlantic, and you're going to find the world's greatest upscale dive bar. Now, make sure you park behind the Briny because it's free parking there. They're going to validate your tag. So park behind the Briny. We're talking cold beers, drafts on tap. You got great food. You know I love the shepherd's pie there. Oh, my God. I love shepherd's pie so much. And live music every single night. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. You know that's my spot. Come hang out this weekend. And, of course, you got fish and chip specials tonight. Briny Hour, 4 to 7. That's the happy hour. Go get yourself some fish and chips tonight. What else you got going on tonight? You got nothing doing. Go on out. Have yourself a good time at the Briny. Excellent job today, Nick Costos. Our pal stopped by thanks to Impact Wrestling, Steve Macklin. Hey, however you're listening to the show today, make sure you like, rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff, all right? That helps the algorithm, that helps me, and then you, then I get all the monies, all right? So make sure you do all that good stuff. Tell your friends and family about the show. I love you long time. Great work by everybody involved in putting together the show today. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. 
because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.